0: Any team that has Sid and Jake as their top center and left wing should not be able to have another center and left wing who might be outperforming those two. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball i also offer daily shots of steelers and pirates where you found this penguins 5 canucks 4 last night at ppg paints arena was a weird game it was not at all a memorable game even if the home team overcame a three goal first period deficit for only the third time in franchise history sorry Not at all memorable. Vancouver can't defend anything. Casey DeSmith couldn't stop anything, which was why the 3-0 deficit was carved out in the first place. But that shouldn't stop anyone from appreciating the overall performance of Evgeny Malkin and Jason Zucker. Both were outstanding. Gino with two goals, two assists a four-point night, uh, all kinds of takeaways, all kinds of possession. And I'm talking about in all three zones. He was commanding the puck. Zucker with a goal assist and a monstrous and extraordinarily, indisputably clean body check that sent Connor Garland pretty much through the boards. In the first period. And it all made for a, a pretty good feeling afterward. This was Gino on what he liked best. You know, like we lot, like these four people but bench like we like believe we come back you know like see like how we build team you know it's like huge win, but, like guys support each other like like live bench tonight like and like Everything gets work like power play, work like PK work, all you know. Like it's like each one, real tough for sure. Chemistry with Gino has been a career-long topic where he's concerned. My feeling forever has been that it's easier to find guys who can play with Gino than it is to find guys who can play with Sid because playing with Sid requires doing the incessant cycle, and not everyone. Is equipped for that type of game. Where Gino's concerned, he has unusually, for someone who's as creative as he is and who's as east west as he is, always fit best with north south guys, guys who go up and down their wing like rod hockey types. Well, this is where it gets odd, because Zucker isn't that. He can be that, but he really isn't that. He's a guy who can make highly creative plays, who can be a significant disruptor, not just when he knocks Connor Garland into the boards, but in general on the forecheck because of his speed and his uh, just completely fearless style with the way he throws himself all over the rink, but also with his mentality, with the way he thinks about playing with Gino. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. I'm going to fill you in on a little bit of a secret about one of the greatest players in franchise history, and that's this. Gino loves to score goals. This goes back to his childhood when he was seen as a, uh, and, and rightly so, as this tall, uh, elegant centerman who could see the whole rink, distribute the puck, make magic happen. And because of that, not just in Russia, where the centermen didn't necessarily need to be big, but they've been big, some of their, their great centers in that nation's hockey history. But Gino almost became typecast in that regard when what he really loved to do was to score the goals himself. Not at all a selfish player, just enjoyed that part of the game the most. And that only multiplied when it turned out that he and Alexander Ovechkin would end up in the same draft class because here was Ovechkin, everyone knew, the greatest goal scorer they'd ever seen at that age. It turns out he's going to be the greatest goal scorer who ever lived. And the guy who was going to go number two overall couldn't possibly be the same type of player, so he had to be a passer. I was guilty of it myself. I covered that draft. I interviewed both of them at the time and got the same pushback, not from one, but from both. When Ovechkin was asked about Gino, he'd say, "Now he's, he's not just that. He's not just a passer. He, he can do everything. Zucker gets that. Zucker is an exceptionally intelligent professional athlete. So a lot of what Zucker makes happen on the ice emanates from the brain, the risk of stating the patently obvious. He's just really, really heady, and he's aware. He knows how to push buttons around him. He knows how to get guys motivated. He knows, to use the Mike Sullivan description from three weeks ago, how to drag the Penguins into the fight. Well, Gino's part of that. He knows how to work with Gino. He knows how to keep him happy, and he's aware of the importance of it. Listen to Zucker's response when I asked him uh, about that old thought process that Gino can be tough to play with. And then on top of that, how he and Gino communicated on Gino's second goal, which was just a work of chemistry more than anything else between the two of them with the multiple give and goes and then the final dish from Zucker across to Gino for the tap-in. He's not a hard guy to, I mean, he, he's a world-class talent for a reason. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, a lot of players in this league would kill to play for and, and play with. And, and uh, for me, I'm having a lot of fun with it. He's a great guy. Um, obviously an unbelievable talent. So for me, I'm just trying to help him as much as I can as well. And give and go just something that just came naturally? Or yelling or... Um, I called for the drop just to make sure that he knew we had two on one there. Um, but then at that point, you know, he, he made a nice play driving to the back post, made the pass a little bit easier for me. I'm not about to sit here and give Zucker credit for Gino's outstanding season to date. I'm just not. It, it's not right. I'm not about to do it in the reverse either. The main thing that Zucker's done right this season is to stay on the rink, but I do believe that the two of these guys, the two of these guys, and what they've done together on and off the ice, and their locker stalls are right next to each other in the room, I feel like I should share, has been a big, big part of what this team's achieved to date. When we come back, J1Q. From JD, who says, So is it too early to start the backup goalkeeper controversy discussion? You know, I don't believe that there is such a thing, JD. I don't believe that there can ever be such a thing. To me, when you're talking about a goaltending hierarchy, You're talking about your starter, and after that, you're talking about the guy who's got the best chance of winning the next game for you. In fairness to Casey DeSmith, he legitimately played well in Tempe, Arizona against the Coyotes. He was at least one of the top three reasons they were able to win that game and end the six-game losing streak. And what happened to him last night in the first period, you know... That was one of those yankings that you could go over each individual goal and find a reason why it was not going to be the most routine save. Even the third one, which looked bad, the little flick from the point, because that one was tipped once and then there was a double screen immediately in front of him. The, The Quinn Hughes goal. But what I liked first and foremost was that Sullivan didn't hesitate, looked right down the bench to his right, motioned, to Dustin Tokarski and told him, get in there. This wasn't going to be a case like what we'd seen in recent years in the playoffs where Sullivan would just watch his NHL-level goaltenders die alive on the rink before he would even dream of putting in the guy from Wilkesbury. This was just like this. Why? Tokarski's a really, really good AHL goaltender. He's been one of the best in that league this season. So Tokarski goes out there He's got some NHL history. He gears himself up properly, makes a nice save on a partial break uh, early on in his time out there against Elias Pettersson, who's not exactly the guy you'd want to face in that situation. By the way, stopped Pettersson on another partial break later, right before Ricard Raquel's goal. Ended up stopping 18 of 19 Vancouver shots, including one where. God knows what he was thinking, but he, he had lost his glove and he has his open bare hand facing the shooter, and he got lucky that the puck hit him in the chest. And yes, I asked him if this was an intelligent thing to be doing. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I was scrambling, glove fell off, and you know, there was one shot that hit me in the right side, blocked her arm, so I was, uh, I was lucky there. Good for him for having a sense of humor about it, but I was actually being serious. I I was impressed. This was the smallest conceivable sample size, but I was impressed. And I'm going to try to answer your question this way. The Penguins have back-to-back games this weekend. They have Friday night against Winnipeg here, and they have Saturday night against the Hurricanes down in Raleigh. One of those games obviously matters much more than the other when it comes to the standings. No one cares where the Penguins finish relative to the Jets, whereas the Canes not only are right there in your division, but they've also been just maybe the ugliest shortcoming of this season to date when it comes to a specific opponent and that they've lost every game. So you could, if you're Mike Sullivan, massage this any number of ways. You can say we're going to go with Tokarski against Winnipeg uh, just to ride the hot hand for another game. But we're going to give Casey a chance to really bounce back in the division game that matters more. You can say it a bunch of different ways. One way or another, I would find it awkward if Tokarski is your choice for the game against the Hurricanes. Okay, I think that's getting into some odd territory there, whereas the hot hand thing is something that's just so common in the NHL, and you can just let everybody feel really good about winning the game with Tokarski, with Tokarski getting the gladiator helmet after the game, uh, with all kinds of... Way to go, guys. Let's get another one. While at the same time not really disrupting any rhythm or locker room vibe by dumping all over DeSmith, just saying you're gonna use him in Raleigh. That's the way that I'd go. But I'm gonna reiterate: that's not a controversy. That's not a controversy. Tristan Jari is the team's goaltender. He did skate before the penguins formal team skate yesterday at ppg Paints arena he's not seen as being close to a return so all you do is just ride whoever you can ride you know you're doing whatever you can to patch it up until you get your main guy back i appreciate the question i appreciate everyone listening to daily shot of penguins let's do another one tomorrow